All right, as you heard, we are the Armchair Superheroes. This is Pat Lane back, as always, with Taylor Kyles. Taylor, we're more than halfway through, and it just keeps getting better. It just keeps getting better. It's a slow burn that's really paying off. I mean, like we were seeing early in the in the uh, show's run, people were skeptical because it was just a bunch of old sitcoms that most people haven't even, like, seen in their lives. So, you know, of course, it was – you kind of had to wait and see what they were going to do and where all this funky new MCU stuff was going to come in, but they have not disappointed, obviously. Um, we're going to talk about it. I know you got the spoiler warning, but uh, some big stuff this week, and it's only going to get better, and I can't – well, I can't wait. <laughs> oh, damn straight. Damn straight. And as you heard, I mean, listen, you know, it's on the, it's on the title anyways, but we are talking WandaVision. If for some reason you've tuned in and you haven't watched WandaVision yet and you're like, oh, I wonder what this is going to be like. Shut this podcast off right now. Go to Disney Plus. Watch the five episodes. Then come back. Don't listen to this one yet. Then go back. Listen to our episode one through three, our episode four, and now this episode. Do not let us spoil this for you because we are going to be talking in depth about what's going on, not only what's happened in the past, but what we think is going to happen in the future. And you're going to have no idea what the hell is going on unless you've watched the show. And we're honestly, frankly, we don't want to spoil it for you because it's that good that you have to go back and watch it. So if you haven't done it, go back and watch it. Don't let us ruin it for you. So I wanted to get that out of the way because, you know, I know some people, this is obviously the Pat's Pulpit channel, so people may not be familiar with it. And they're like, oh, WandaVision, oh, I've heard about that. Let's click on this. And I don't want to ruin it for anyone. So let's, uh, you know, make sure you go back and watch WandaVision. It's worth it. I know people... You know, first two or three episodes, people are like, ah, I don't know. No, no, no. It's worth it. Trust me. You're going to want to put everything down and watch it. If you even remotely have considered it, go out and watch it. Amen. So, all right, well, let's get into it, man. There's so much to unpack in this episode. I feel like there's a million, there's a million different ways that we can go. But, you know, I mean, where the hell do you even start? I guess the kids, right? We got to start with the kids. That's where we start in the episode. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the kids obviously can age themselves up. Um, wow. That's something that was unexpected. That is not from any Marvel canon anywhere. That is not in the comics. Mm-hmm. That is not anywhere. It's a nice little wrinkle, right? And it's, you know, we see it obviously at the beginning when they're crying and they can't get happy. And then all of a sudden, boom, they're five. And then again with the dog. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, well, oh, we're going to be 10. Okay. And they jump, they jump up to 10 automatically. So, uh kind of crazy crazy i mean that was wild wasn't it yeah and this is an important thing like these kids there's a re- it's almost like disney wanted to get them old enough that they could be actors that they can hire for a long time you know like this is this is a very intentional move these are two uh the two sons billy and tommy are known as wiccan and speed in the comics wiccan i think that's billy uh he's the he's the younger of the two but he's more like Wanda, where he controls magic, and he's a really powerful sorcerer. He's the one with the shorter hair. The one with the longer hair is Tommy. That's Speed. He's got powers that are just like Quicksilver. So, and that's, uh, you know, the, the Wanda's brother. You know, we, we, all, we all are familiar with, with uh, yeah. Quicksilver, Pietro Maximoff. So, um, yeah, no, these kids are very important. They're going to be two of the leaders of um, Disney's. I mean, Marvel is plotting to have um, a Young Avengers series. There's, they're putting a lot of young characters in. They're actually going to introduce another one next week. Um, not really a big surprise. This was something that uh, I think it came out in the headlines a couple days ago, but it's been confirmed for months that um, there's a character called Hulkling who's a shapeshifter, and he and Billy actually have a romantic relationship. They get married in the comics. And next week I think the show is going to introduce more kids 
because Vision called Wanda out, and he's like, why are there no kids in Westview? Mm-hmm. And they're doing all this stuff for the kids, for the children. So, right. yeah, this, this show is just, it's introducing a lot. Obviously, there's an X-Men tie-in that we're going to talk about later on. And, uh, and then you're getting three of, I think, the Young Avengers are six characters. They've got uh, a character, America Chavez. They've got, uh, uh, what's her name, the Little Miss Marvel. Um, like, the younger Captain Marvel. Her name is Miss Marvel. There it is. And um, I think there's a couple other. And, and uh, Haley Steinfeld is going to be in the Hawkeye show. So, right. you know, That's you're right. seeing the seeds of all the things that they're building for the future. And those, these kids are very important, you know, like I don't, obviously everything in this show is tying into something that's Marvel, but uh, don't, you know, don't think these kids are just props or anything. And, you know, one is important, but those kids are going to be the future of Marvel once I think they're going to age up again. I don't know if they're going to go with these kids necessarily. I do know one, the one who plays Billy, um, who has the trousers, the one who usually wears red. He, that actor, was in the show Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, highly recommend. Fantastic show if you like horror. It's kind of scary. But um, that kid is a very good actor. Like, I think he was three years younger when he was in that show, probably like seven or eight, and he was really good. So there's a chance that these are going to be the guys that we get long term. I'm still not sure. But, um, yeah, just one of many things in this episode that blew my mind and was really cool to see. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. And, and uh, you know, the kids are really an inter- interesting thing because, you know, Agnes says they, you know, they age up. And Agnes says, oh, kids, you can't control them no matter how hard you try. And I think that that, mm-hmm. to me right there, that line is an important line. Because for me, I look at that line and I say, they're telling us, they're telling us right now that Wanda has no control over the kids, right? And And we see that in the episode. Right. She says, oh, dad's going to go to work. And they're like, what work? It's Saturday. What do you mean? And she's like, oh, no, it's not. It's Monday. And they're like, no, it was Saturday this morning. Like, what are you talking about? They're not. They don't fall for it. Right. Then they say to her, you can bring back dead. And that part, man, that's a wild scene. Right. But, you know, you can't bring back dead. Right. And uh, right. And they're like, you can fix dead, mom. Like, what do you mean? Like, you can, you know, you can bring him back. And. It's wild, and we're going to talk about Agnes in a, in a bit because Agnes is is I think going to be a very very key character in this series and possibly even in the MCU moving forward. Um, and I so hope that's, so. I love that actress. Oh, she's so she's good. So that's good. Amazing. And that's kind of the thing with you know when you kind of see those actors, they're big. It's almost like you know you ever seen like Law and Order where it's like you know you watch Law and if you watch Law and Order episode, you're like, wait, I know that guy. He's the he's the guy. He did it. You know what I mean? Like you know, you're like, right, wait a right. second. Oh, it, why is that guy in the show? Like he, you know, so like they pay uh, you too much to be a background character. Exactly, it's like you right. are very famous. Yes, exactly. So she, and not only is she famous, but she's good, and so she's probably good yeah. enough where she can kind of pick what she wants to do. She's not going to just be a bit character on on some TV show. Like I think she's signing in for the long haul. We'll see, but that's kind of what I think at least. But. You know, we'll see what happens. But either way, you know, they have that they have that scene. They know what's going on. So the kids aren't able to be controlled by her. Which and is actually one thing from the comics I did forget to mention. In the comics, the what the, who they actually are originally when they're first when they were first created was they were shards of the demon Mephisto. So the big right. bad that everyone's expecting who's supposed yes. to be, you know, he he hasn't even been mentioned, which makes it even more suspicious unless there's gonna be some huge twist that like we haven't even sniffed out, which wouldn't be surprising. You know, it's uh, Marvel. But one of the reasons that I'm guessing she can't control them is because they are basically fragments of the person who's controlling her. And Agnes is basically like the, the like her husband, Ralph, 
Ralph is, uh, like, is uh, I think it's, the name is associated with, like, tigers or something and Satan. Like, I've been watching all these Easter egg videos. Right. But the husband that she always refers to that she never actually, you never actually see, people are guessing is Mephisto, whether that's a misdirect or not. So the fact that, like you're saying, that she can't control the kids doesn't necessarily mean that they're bad because eventually we know that they're going to be good guys at some point. But we, they could be characters that need to be reincarnated as good guys and actually are, you know, something more sinister. So right. it's, it's, it's crazy because when you consider the comics, you don't know whether they're taking you there and paying it off or they're just completely, you know, giving you one thing that you think you know, especially with how meta it's been so far and how right. clearly aware they are of how people analyze these shows. So I, I definitely think you're on to something, but I'm, I'm not quite sure yet either. Well, and that's it, you know, right? It's like you're not sure about what's happening. And then, you know, so let's get into Agnes because I think Agnes is such a key part of this show. And she's kind of, you know, you're watching it kind of through when you're in the town. She's kind of that person that's always around. She's an ancillary character, of course, but she's the one that's always around. She's always got some sort of information going on. And it's funny because he says it too. You know, Vision says she he comes in with his face on, right? And she's like, "What's going on?" And he's like, "Oh, I had a, I had a, uh, I had a feeling that we'd be getting a visitor." And then she walks in, and he's like, "With the exact thing that we require." Like it, it she knows what's going on. Now, obviously, you can mm-hmm. say, "Oh, well, she's controlled by Wanda, and Wanda's running the show." But like, she obviously has something going on, and that's very clear at the beginning of the episode when she's like, "You want, you want to take that again?" Because you want me to yep. pick up the kids, right? Like, so there's obviously something going on there. She's clearly in on it, right? And I think that that's pretty obvious. She's clearly in on it. At the end, when they do have that moment with the dog, right? She says to her, she says, you know, the kids say, you can you can fix Dad. And she looks at one and she's like, you can. And so, and what's interesting about that look is that it wasn't as though you know, I'm surprised that you have powers at all. It was, I'm surprised that you have that power. Like, I'm surprised that you can actually bring someone back from the dead. So, and that's going to lead us into, into the vision conversation we're going to have. But, but the Agnes thing is so interesting. And you mentioned the Ralph situation. There's a reason why. So first of all, number one, you look at, at all the, the profiles that they have, you know, outside Mm -hmm. in the real world. Right. And they have driver's licenses for everyone. Except for Agnes. She's the only one that they haven't found. And Dottie. And Dottie? I thought Dottie Yeah, had the, uh, the blonde one right who was like in – yeah, right. I, I, I watched it again because I, I wasn't sure either. And, yeah, those two are the only ones who don't have okay. anything up on the board. And, they obviously, know. they're the ones who are the most sinister so far. So. Right. So da- Okay, so Dottie and Agnes do. But then Agnes also has Ralph, who she talks about every time she's on screen. She talks about Ralph. But we've never seen him before. He doesn't exist. I, I, so it's really strange. So maybe it's a, a weird talking point where it's just like our thing, but like it just, it's not a throwaway thing. It's not like, oh, he doesn't exist and that's just a throwaway. Like that doesn't make any sense, you know? And maybe it does. Maybe that's her like cover that he, she has a husband, but she doesn't really have a husband and that's like her thing. But it seems like that could be the Mephisto character. And again, it could also be that, hey, uh, look, you know, my husband's here. I live with my husband in this house, but it's actually just me. And I'm just fooling everyone because I'm actually, you know, uh, Agatha on on Agatha. And that's why, you know what I mean? So it could Mm -hmm. be that as well. That's a possibility, but she's clearly in on it. I would love, love if she turned out to actually be a bad guy. I feel like that would be such a, a great swerve. 
if she was, you know, working with Mephisto and part of that, you know, because she's such a likable character. Catherine Hahn is just such a likable actress. And so, like, for her yeah. to be, everyone instantly loves her when she walks on screen. And then for her to then be the bad guy who was helping manipulate Wanda to, like, do what she's doing would be really, really interesting. And you could go in a lot of different places. So that's what I'm rooting for. Whether that happens or not, I don't know. But she's clearly in mm-hmm. And, yeah, if you've ever seen Catherine Hahn in Parks and Rec, first, if you haven't seen Parks and Rec, I promise, if you just get, skip the first season, do yourself a favor, watch that show. It is one of the sweetest and most heartfelt shows with a great cast. But she's in it for about a season, and then she does some guest appearances. But she plays, like, this lawyer who's a really mean person, but she's hilarious. Like, she's just so cutthroat that she'll, she's just completely honest in a way that's very jarring, but just, you know, it's Katherine Hahn, so it's just right. her personality and the character that she tends to play. So she already has the experience of being on a popular show and having a big profile on a show that's already established where she is a dominant presence who is very, you know, clearly on the bad side, but is so likable and so funny that, you know, it's that Killmonger effect where you know they're right. not doing things, they're not doing the right thing, but they're likable for whatever reason, so you don't care and you just want to see more of them. I'm not sure that she's going to be the big bad because they keep bringing up Ralph and the fact that they're so vague about it. Like, they're, it's not that vague, but I, I think if you aren't paying attention, it's quiet enough that it would be weird for there to be no big bad above her. Um, right. But I do think her role is still going to be big because, like you said, that she's clearly aware of what's going on. But she's still scared of something. Like when she was talking to the um, uh, to the other neighbor who was cutting neighbor, through yeah. the wall in the other episode, and she looked scared. You know that just that, that moment. I honestly, for a while, thought that she was going to be the main villain, and she was the MC was going to do another gender surprise, and it was going to end up being Mephisto, who's traditionally a man as a woman. Um, but the way she said that, I was like, that was just too, you know, earnest for me to think that she wasn't really kind of scared about something that we don't know about but um whatever they do with her i know that we haven't seen like Catherine hahn really pull it off and next episode is the one where vision is gonna uh i think like clear her head and she's gonna be sane for a while so we're really gonna get to see what happens when she's in that headspace or she might manipulate him you know so i know i'm getting ahead of myself there but it's really interesting all the ways they go with her character because she's such a they're just playing off tropes like all the sitcom tropes that they use right. so far are all the high disturbing moments like the laugh track usually comes at really awkward times where there really so, shouldn't be a laugh track oh, kind of so, like friends uh, cringy um, just like... and like in the way that Catherine Hahn always ends up or Agatha always comes in with what they need like how Kimmy Kibler did the same thing in Full House or right. you know there's always that neighbor where they never show the husband and she you never see her life but she always comes into their her friend's apartment that's those are all the tropes that you're used to but because they're familiar, I think people, they assume that people aren't really going to pay attention. But all those little things, I think, are significant, like those tropes where you don't see your husband, where she comes in with exactly what you need. And in the TV show, you don't think about it because you're like, oh, they need to move the plot forward. But Vision's like, wait, that's super weird. People don't do that. <laughs> all right. So, so uh, yeah, man, I mean, she's clearly, in, we're clearly in for a lot more from her character. I just, I'm excited to see what it is. For sure, for sure. Now, before we get, we got to get into the vision conversation. We got to have the vision conversation. But before we do that, let's step outside the hex for a minute and let's take a look at, you know, what's going on with Jimmy Woo uh, and everyone else out there. And I, I, you know, I love the Jimmy Woo character. He's so good. Kat Dennings is great as well. Um, 
uh, I'm blanking on her name in the show, but, um, but she's also very good as well. And obviously, you know, you have uh, Mar- uh, Maria Rambo out there as well. So there's, mm-hmm. there's obviously a, bu- a bunch of things going on. The scans being blank, I thought was interesting. That was bizarre, right? The scans are blank. The blood test didn't go through. So, so clearly something is going on there. That could be the start of her now being a superhero, right? Because we kn- do mm-hmm. know that she eventually becomes a superhero. This could be the start of that. She maybe hasn't realized it yet, but she, um, she's gotten that. So, so we'll see what happens there. Of course, we don't know. Um, I will say, I think it's really cool. The follow shelter comment is interesting where she talks about needing an aerospace engineer. People have said mm-hmm. that that could be Mr. Fantastic. It could also be Rhodey. Um, it could be, you know, a few other different characters as well. So it, that's going to be interesting to see where that goes. She was obviously texting someone. The Captain Marvel story is going to be fascinating because they do talk about, you know, well, she took on uh, Thanos by herself. And he's like, well, Captain Marvel did too. And she clearly wasn't very happy about that. Right. Didn't love, yeah. didn't love the, uh, you know, the name being dropped. And so, you know, there's something happened there that I think they're going to explore probably more in Captain Marvel too. So that's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. And then here's one thing that people haven't talked about. And this kind of just popped into my head today as I was thinking about it. This all started because Jimmy Woo had a, had a witness in Westview. Went out to Westview to find the witness, but no one was there. Eastview was like, Westview doesn't exist. And he's like, bro, it's right there. Right? <laughs> who Who is this witness? Right? Have they discovered this witness yet have they found that like nowhere has jimmy said like oh hey that's my witness there like this person is the guy i was looking for originally no no he hasn't said that yet so is this witness someone a that's there in westview b have they not found this witness yet and listen she could have picked anywhere in the world to go anywhere in the world to go and she just happens to be in a place where jimmy woo's witness is Right. Doesn't that seem mm-hmm. a little strange that maybe this witness is somehow wrapped up in it somewhere? Now, I don't know where it leads in. It could be that, you know, this witness has evidence against someone or is going to say something against, you know, someone that's bad in the MCU. Or it could be this witness is a bad guy himself. I don't know. Right. But it just seems strange to me. That was a little bit of a throwaway thing that no one's talked about since because it was like, oh, yeah, whatever. They're just setting up that Westview doesn't exist. But they haven't even talked about it since, which I thought was strange, right? It would be like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, because you would think Jimmy Woo sees that person. He's like, oh, there's the guy. Like, but he that hasn't happened yet. So I right, wonder, right. you know, is that witness there somewhere? And, you know, if he, if he or she is, what role do they have to play in the show? Yeah, that's one of the few things where I really have no leads. Like, I, I have no idea who it could possibly be. Right. Because they haven't given us anything. They just no. honestly, the first couple of times I watched the episode, I didn't even really think about the witness. I was just thinking about because there's so much you already have to. There were so many puzzle pieces to put together already, but they've really just kept us in the dark with that. So clearly, it's going to be somebody important. Um, and there's only three episodes left, so I mean, we have to figure out who it is eventually. Maybe we'll get a, uh, a taste of that next week. Left, but sir. yeah. Oh, it's other four man, you're the math teacher. I should I should have let you do that one, but. Um, yeah, I, I got nothing. I really do. I, I, I'm very though, looking right? forward to it. I don't know if it's a mutant. I don't know if it's uh, X-Man or X-Woman. 
Right. I don't know, but like everything else in this show, I am literally dying to find out. And it could be nothing. It could be nothing. But if it's something, okay, come back. It's Marvel, man. You you know point. you know they plant seeds. That's true. That is true. <laughs> if it's something, though, come back to the show and be like, hey, they mentioned that guy. No one else was talking about that guy, and they did. So okay, mention the you know just remember us when that happens. That's on it. Also, I will say, and uh, I have to give my sister in law Juliana credit for this. She was saying that. Um, there's a vision in Maria's head for just like three frames, literally three frames of oh yeah, Wanda screaming, right? Obviously engulfed in grief. Looks like she's in Westview already. But it also looks like it happened before the hex, obviously, because everything is uh, hunky-dory in the hex, right? And so how does she have that vision in her head, right? It's almost like a little Harry slash Voldemort type thing where it's like, I don't know if she intentionally sent that with her, but like that could be kind of where she gets her powers from as well, where it's like Wanda is sending her out with a piece of herself, maybe, you know, maybe intentionally, maybe unintentionally, but clearly she has a memory and maybe it's only one and maybe it ends up being more, but clearly she has a memory from Wanda that clearly she wouldn't have because she wouldn't have been there. So that was a little strange. Obviously it was super, super quick, but just something I thought was worth mentioning. Yeah, and we did see that when uh, Monica got booted out of Westview, she still had Wanda's magic aura around her. And we know that when Wanda gets in people's heads, there's usually some type of residual damage. So I think what we saw, and obviously we could be misdirected, but with the whole, maybe we'll use this as a vision segue, but, you know, with Wanda going to get vision and we saw them taking vision apart in S.W.O.R.D. And this, again, remember, this was years after vision died because this is five years after um thanos came and initially did what he did yep so they had him for years and they just changed the name of sword which used to be sentient world observation it's now sentient weapon observation so the fact that they had vision like that for that long clearly means they were trying to build something and then so we know that you know sword's clearly up to something and monica i think she can sense what wanda's going through and she can, and Wanda kind of understands where Monica's coming from because she's been in Monica's head. Right. So, like the fact that she hasn't really threatened Monica, she's told her basically like piss off. But she put a gun to Hayward's head last week as a warning, and she let Monica walk right up to her before just being like, "Nah, I'm out." So right. I think there is a mutual understanding there, and and Wanda knows that Monica doesn't mean any harm. Wanda just wants to be left alone. So I definitely think that there's something going on with Wanda's powers and the fact that Monica got booted out and kind of still had the energy around her. Obviously, the scan that we saw, her costume in the comics is black and white, and her I think she shoots, like, white energy. So, you know, white cat scan or whatever the scan was, I mean, pretty uh, pretty nope. telling. So yeah. that that's definitely pretty significant. Ah, it's fascinating. It's really fascinating. And, and you know, and then you have obviously the revelation that her clothes from there are made of Kevlar. And so mm-hmm. Wanda's not actually just making things, she's turning them into things. And so, of course, then you get the lead up into, you know, into the drone. And then Wanda walks out. And you mentioned it, that badass scene where she walks out and she's like, you know, and that Sokovian accent starts coming out a little bit. And she's like, you know, you leave me alone. That was alone, so cool. So dope. And and I thought it was really telling. She did. She turned all the guns on him and not on her. He's not 
look, he's a good guy, but he's not like the nicest guy, right? And he's talking about how, you know, he's going against or or she's going against Vision's living will. And it's like, bro, you're doing the same damn thing, man. You've been testing on him for years. And so, like, who are you to talk about who's going against other people's wishes and all this other stuff? Like, get out of here with that, you know? So I think that that's, you know, that's a fascinating thing. That was an, obviously an amazing uh, scene. I thought it was interesting that she, you know, she turns kind of the hex, the outside of the hex red. And so I don't know if that's going to have any sort of effect moving forward or if it's just a cool visual thing or, or what. But, you know, that was fascinating. But let's get into Vision because the Vision thing is so interesting because this is really, to me, kind of like the biggest question in the show. And I there were a million questions, but like the biggest question in my head right now is, is Vision real, number one? If he is, how the hell did she pull that off to get him back without the Mind Stone? She doesn't have the Mind Stone. So how does she get it back? And so my thought process was when I first saw Vision back and I'm like, okay, there's something going on. My first thought was, okay, well, maybe if Vision actually isn't real, she's going to try to travel back in time or to a different multiverse and take the Mind Stone from that multiverse. Because obviously in this universe, the Mind Stone has been destroyed. I say, okay. Go to a different universe, grab the Mind Stone, put it back in Vision, boom, he's back, right? Now, whether that can work or not, I don't know, right? But but she could theoretically try that. So I was like, okay, well, maybe that's that's part of the plot of the Multiverse of Madness is that she loses it and and that happens. But what's interesting is that does she have the power to bring him back? Or is he simply a projection that you can see inside the hex? And this question looks like, at least, is going to get answered perhaps even in the next episode because he does dress you know for halloween in his in his vision costume it does show him at the edge of the hex there so the question is if he steps outside the hex does he fall apart does he just like fall into into a bunch of pieces because that projection of him is now gone because he's outside of you know of her power there i don't know right and so that's that's going to be a really fascinating thing to look at because i'm just not sure right and and Clearly, he's not impacted by her as much. He has that wild conversation with Norm, you know, where he kind of, you know, cuts through. And you mentioned it before, but like he's panicked and has to call his sister and everything else. And like that's I mean, it's just it's so crazy to see what's happening. And he knows that something is wrong. And of course, they have that big showdown, which was like they just do such a good job. This show has done such a good job at building tension. That that was just yes. such a like tension laden scene where he just like he just yells at her and then boom he goes up and then she goes up and they're like yelling back and forth each other and you're like wow like it was just it was amazing you know and then he's saying he has no memories and so like again there's just it, it's just so interesting and we have no idea what the hell's going on and I think that that's the first thing we're going to get answered and I think it might actually happen this week where we're going to look at it and say okay. That's a story with vision. We kind of have an idea what happened, or maybe we don't. I don't know. It's you know who the heck knows, right? Yeah, and one thing you talk about the the scene they had where they had like the the fight and they both kind of fly and it looks like they're gonna throw down. The those two actors, Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany, are just so fantastic. Like you could, like you said, the tension you could feel it, and you, you see Bettany kind of just that mix of terror and anger of being like being lied to and knowing that he's being manipulated, but also because he's starting to snap out of it, but also sincerely being really scared that he doesn't know who he is, that he doesn't know what's happening. Right. And that clearly he's out of control in this situation. 
And then Elizabeth Olsen kind of going back and forth and obviously being a domineering presence, but also showing that weakness of like, I don't really fully know what's going on either. I'm not really in control here. And we did see a clip at some point in one of the TV spots. There's been a clip with Wanda clearly in a very distressed state in, in the real world. And there's a mind stone in front of her. So we don't know if she has the power to create an infinity stone and what repercussions come with that. Cause it looks like when she does it, it either, it looks like it explodes. So um, I may have to go back. I'm not sure if it implodes or explodes or how exactly it works. Like if she's putting it together and forming it, or if that's how all this happens, but yeah, it's the vision thing. It's a big mystery. And I don't even want to, I don't want to get too deep into the rabbit hole with that one because I think they're saving that. It's just such a big reveal because clearly this is a dead character and he's going to be able to survive. I think we saw actually when he's outside the barrier, it looks like he's getting pulled back inside because his cape is still in um, inside the hex and he's getting yanked. So I right. think that he can survive outside just like anything else. But then you have to wonder what are the implications of an infinity stone just being created and, um, and what exactly that's going to do. Like clearly – the multiverse has been opened up. I don't even think Wanda's doing it consciously because I don't think that's a, she's still learning her powers. I don't think she even knew that she could do that. And clearly the reality that she's made, I think she's conscious of the fact that she can control it, but I don't think she sincerely knows how she got here. Um, because I think that there's a level of like Wanda's still a good person. And we do know that. And we know that she wants to be a positive force. I don't think that she would have willingly taken an entire town hostage um especially with how careless she seems about it now like she's still an avenger like she's a superhero so i i just feel like she herself is also being manipulated and she thinks she has control but someone else is really pulling the strings vision's obviously seeing through it we're not sure how exactly but i tiptoed around it i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go for it but when we do get the reveal at the end of the episode, you know, once they have the fight and it seems like everything's going poorly and Vision is trying to calm her down but also just acknowledging things aren't right, then lo and behold, just like every sitcom, right when you need something to nope. switch things up, open the door, there's Evan Peters Quicksilver from the X-Men universe, as the episode said. Now, we're still not positive whether or not that is actually something that uh, Marvel wanted them to put in there. Because if you look at the audio translation, it does, or the, uh, it's for the hard of hearing. They have an audio commentary feature where it does say that it's the Quicksilver from the X-Men universe. So it can mean a lot of things. We don't quite know what Quicksilver this is yet. If it is really him, you know, it's clearly strange that she had an inkling that that was who he was, but she didn't know that that was her brother. I think obviously the, ha the hair is a pretty dead giveaway and he kind of, you know, blurted it out, but it's, it's something, it, there's just so many threads of just what the hell is going on. And the show is so crazy already that I, 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 I yeah, it does this like it's fantastic, fantastic job show. You, you got me tongue tied and confused in my own head. Well done. <laughs> that's, I, dude, that's what happens, right? Is that you don't even know where to go. Right. And it's, and then there's a million different things, right? And I sent you the DM of the guy who, you know, tweeted something out about how, you know, like, uh, you know, that this Wanda is good, but is being controlled by the X-Men universe's Wanda, and she's actually not good. And it's like, I mean, you, there's a billion rabbit holes you can go down at this point. It's also interesting right. that, that the sitcom is set in the 80s, and the last time that we saw Evan Peters as Quicksilver was in the 80s, which was interesting. Yep. And, you know, 
that's just an interesting little nugget. We obviously know that it's happening in present day, but the show is set in the 80s and he is from the 80s. So it's just a, that's, you know, that's an interesting look at it. So it's just there's so much, right? There's so much where you're like, you know, and then and then she says, oh, she recast him? Like, what the heck, dude? Like, you know, and so it's it's almost like a way to get them in. And we obviously knew we need to get the X-Men in somehow. And how are we doing this, right? Now, one thing to notice, when Kat is going, and I can't for the life of me remember her her character's name, but when Kat Dennings is going Darcy. at the end of the episode. Darcy, thank you. When Darcy's going <laughs> to 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 check it out, the alarm is going off, right? And that alarm mm-hmm. is saying that something either went in or something went out. That tells me that he went <gasps> in to her. So oh the my question goodness, is, I didn't even remember that. How did he get in? Did she pull him in? Did he go in willingly? Is that someone else portraying him, right? Is that actually Mephisto that is portraying? Like, who knows what's happening? But clearly something was going on where they're like, something is happening, right? And so whether that's a breach somewhere, whether that's, again, someone coming in, someone coming out. But it seems like whoever that is went into the hex to go see her. So, you know, and of course we don't know, but... But I think that that's, you know, that's... A- and he knows Vision is dead, too. Like, he, he knows what's going on. He's very aware of what's going on in the town. He calls Vision. He, he says, uh, what's up with the popsicle? Yeah. So he right. knows that Vision is actually dead. So it's really weird, because clearly he didn't just get ripped right from X-Men Dark Phoenix or whatever into this universe. Right. But then you also have to think about the fact that, like, they keep talking about the dead. Gravedigger is a, a supervillain who can bring back the dead, who's a really popular character in this um, whole Wanda having kids. He's a really big player in that whole story arc. Mm-hmm. And they okay. keep mentioning dead people and bringing them back. So maybe as a way to like keep Wanda feeling like she wants to stay in this reality and like she has control. And she keeps talking about her brother and how she missed her and how she had a brother. She's already mentioned him two or three times, Pietro. Maybe they were like, well, we can't bring Pietro back from the dead ourselves, but we can get the next best thing. Right. It's certainly possible, and that's that's the thing. You can go so many different directions with this, and I do think you know we talk about her power. I do, I do wonder if she knows how powerful she really is, you know. And she says, like, "Do you really think I'm controlling the whole town?" And it's like, "Well, uh, actually, you are." Like, what do you mean? Like, you are doing it, you know? And it, it's funny because the way she said it, right? The way she said, it, like, "You think I'm getting to them like to the dentist appointments?" You know what I mean? The way she said it mm-hmm. was. It could have been like that's foolish or it could have been like I'm so incredibly stressed because I have so much on my plate that I'm trying to do all at once. Right. Right. And so you can interpret it in two different ways where she actually is the one controlling it. And so, you know, go ahead. Go. Oh, I was just saying, and and she is, I think that you're on to something. She doesn't know how powerful she is. It's in the comics. She's, she's what's considered an Omega level mutant. Which right. is like the most that's like tr- like stronger than uh, Professor X and Jean Grey is in that scale. Mm-hmm. Like those are the mutants where, if they like their emotional state could completely destroy like a galaxy because she like her entire power is that she can warp reality. So I think you're right. She doesn't know how strong she is because she still doesn't even know her roots. Like I think they're going to reveal her to be a mutant. Um, and if she doesn't know where she came from, then she clearly doesn't know how much she can do. And I think that she's kind of going off rip with everything that's going on in this town right yeah it's it's wild dude and the, and again there's just a million different 
you know, a million different spots you can go and different ways you can go. And, and it's just what they've done is set this up so beautifully. Right. And, you know, we're kind of all looking at it saying, okay, well, could they go this way? Or are they going to go that way? Or how are they going to, and they really, you, you just, again, and we said this from the beginning and I've been saying this from day one, you have to just trust that Marvel is going to get it right. Right. You just got to trust that they're going to get it right. You know, because at the end of the day they have so far. Right. So you just have to trust that they're going to get it right. And, you know, take it in the direction that's going to be best for the MCU moving forward. And whether that means bringing in a ton of X-Men, whether that means bringing in, you know, who knows, but uh, it is, you know, I mean, it's, it's just a fascinating look as to what's going on. And, and again, you know, does she know what's going on? Does she have all this power or does she, or is she being manipulated by someone else? That's also, you know, running things too. And that's that. I think those are the two questions that, that are going to, they're going to come up the most, you know, is does she know all this power? Right. And then when she figures right. it out, just like they were talking about when vision figures out what's going on, you know, what's his reaction going to be? Well, kind of the same thing here with Wanda, where once she figures out how much power she actually has, like what's she going to do with it? Is she going to then say, well, screw it. I'm bringing vision back. If I have that much power, like for real, for real. And then we can go wherever we want. You know, like, and so those are questions that, of course, we don't have the answer to yet, but, uh, you know, we're going to, I assume at least, have an answer in the next four weeks. Fingers crossed, man. Like, I, I want to be patient, but I'm losing it. I got, I need answers. <laughs> well, that's it. You know, and, and listen, I, I will say, I love the fact that it's week to week and I, people are complaining about it already and saying, oh, you know, I, I want to binge things and I want to blah, 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 whole thing, right? Because Netflix does it, which I think is fine. But like the last true and what really scarred people, of course, is that Game of Thrones ended poorly. But like the last true thing was Game of Thrones where it was like we're sitting there saying every single week we're like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And we talked about it all week long leading up to it. Then we had a, you know. Of course, that was like a time thing where it was like on at nine o'clock. So it was like, okay, at nine o'clock, like we watch it. Then afterwards, we talk about it. Uh, you know, it's a little bit different, obviously, with this because it releases at midnight. So you just kind of watch it at some point on Friday or Saturday when you ever get a minute. But like, it's just, I love the build up to it. And I love the idea that, and they're so smart to do it this way because you have people like us that are talking about, you know, 57 different things that are, that could happen. And meanwhile, yep. we could be wrong on all of them. You know what I mean? So it's just so it's really interesting to, you know, to kind of build that back, especially now it's been two years or a year and a half, I guess, since they released an MCU movie. Far From Home really didn't do much after Endgame. So if you want to talk about just Endgame, almost two years since they released a new MCU movie that really affected the MCU significantly. And so you're talking about, you know, almost two years where the story really hasn't advanced at all. And now you're talking about advancing the story into phase four. It's a big step. And so people obviously have been craving, but have been craving or starving for content, I should say. And, you know, we're, of course, we're all sitting here saying, okay, we got to figure out this and figure out that and figure out this. And I think that that makes it better. And of course, more people are going to be talking about it. And obviously, that's better for Marvel. And so, uh, kind of a genius plan by them to release it week by week. I really do think that it helps them in this situation. I know people like binging, you know, binge watching shows and everything. And they're like, well, then I won't be let down if it's bad. But it's like, it's a Marvel. It's not going to be bad. Like, come on. <laughs> you know? But, they burn the track record. They know exactly what they're doing. That's it. 
That's it. So, anyways, listen, man. <laughs> Wait, a hell of a fifth episode. Uh, you know, on to on to weeks on to week six or week five, I guess. But episode six, and uh, <laughs> we'll be back. We're back next week talking about it all. I want to do one of these shows, right? One of these times, we should do like a Friday night like live show, like YouTube live show. Uh, you know, go live on YouTube on a Friday night and talk about the show right afterwards. Um, I feel like that'd be fun, you know, and uh, oh, yeah. get, get some people in. So, so that'd be, that'd be a cool time, but, but we'll definitely be back next week. Taylor, always, as always a pleasure, my friend love doing this. I'm so excited. We're back doing it. And uh, I can't, Likewise, can't wait brother. for Friday. It's going to be a good one. And you know, I'm going to be texting you right after so we can compare <laughs> notes. That's right. That's right, man. Can't wait, brother. <laughs>